This, this is Forces Sport. Sport. Hello and welcome to the programme. You're here with me, Kath Brazier and Julian Evans. Jules, have you had a good week? I feel a bit out of it this week, to be honest. I've, I feel like I've been so cricket focused. I haven't um, looked cricket. at any other sport. Cricket any other focused. You've been gorging yourself on the new series of Love Island. That's what you've been up to. That is very That's untrue. Lie. That's anyway, a lie. Anyone who knows me, that is a massive lie. I just had a weird moment, though. I went from my pre-show... Um, toilet break and as mm. I walked into the toilet the exact same song that was playing last week when I went for my pre-show toilet break was playing this week it's like a sign it's like they must have a, a play out order on the morning show to uh... yeah is that is that the song that got to number two or number one <laughs> On with the show, Jules. Um, history being made again this year in women's military sport with the first ever armed forces fixture on the main pitch. We hear from some of the ladies involved. It means everything. It means recognition. It means understanding. It means acceptance. Um, I mean, sport is for all. And, you know, quite frankly, why shouldn't women play at the home of cricket? Now, the ladies will play an MCC side and their game gets underway at 1.15 in the afternoon this Thursday. Well, MCC can be a, a, mixed, a mixed bag, really. Um, there's a variety of different players from county standard to ex-England players uh, to, to local club players. Um, so I'm hope, we're hoping for a strong team to make it a really good fixture uh, so that we can play some, some, some good cricket and, they, and, 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 and put on kind of a, a show, really, to show what women's cricket and services are all about. Now, with the Army-Navy women's rugby match held on the main pitch at Twickenham earlier this year, this is turning out to be another positive year for women's sport in the military. The fact that we're playing at Lords, especially in the armed forces, is something that you can aspire to. And if you've seen it, you, you can say that it's possible. So it's always that, you know, if you can see it, you can do it. We'll hear loads more from those ladies later in the programme as we build up to our live coverage of the Inter-Services T20 this Thursday from Lords itself. And of course, that will be two men's games and they'll be sandwiching that women's game in the middle. Um, Jules, you spoke to those ladies earlier this week. Was it an army cricket match you went to or, or just a, a training day? No, it was it was UK Armed Forces Nets. They're having a netting oh, session. So yeah, a chance to catch up with some of those who were hoping to be selected and yeah, it's it's there's some talent out there. It's coming through and as you say, unless, unless you see it, you don't need to get involved <laughs> in it and the army in particular, have been running a development side this year, encouraging more players to get involved, more females to get involved in cricket. So hopefully the future is looking a bit a bit more green-tinged on top of the pitch, you know, things to look out for. Um, and I love it as well because you, you talk to them about not only that development side, but also how the civilian game has impacted on that and the fact that um, the 100 last year, you talk about the Charlotte Edwards Cup that's been ongoing this week as well. And it's just, um, uh, we saw, we've seen that effect in rugby and, and we're definitely seeing it in cricket in the military. Yeah, it's, it, there is certainly more media coverage now on, on female sport. Mm. Um, you probably notice that more, more, than, <laughs> more than I do. So um, it's encouraging, isn't it? It's, it is. Yeah, it is, and it it it, it needs to become normal. The norm it needs to become it needs the norm. To become normal. Exactly. Why are, we, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> we shouldn't be having this conversation. It should yes, just be a exactly. thing. Exactly. Sport is sport. Whoever's playing it. So let's just have a look back at some of the other forces sport that happened last week. Now we mentioned her at length in the previous program, of course. But the first woman to complete an Ironman distance triathlon in under eight hours is our very own Army physio, Cat Matthews. She was the guest of honour at the Army Sprint Triathlon this week, where John Knighton caught up with her after her exploits in Germany. 
Germany. So obviously, as you know, I've sort of come into the sport quite late. Um, so, yeah, there was um, another girl uh, already lined up to do the event, but she had a significant injury. So I was able to sort of raise my hand and say, yeah, I can do this. Two months time, I'll be there. Here's my 10 people. Um, and to be honest, mostly that was supported by my husband, Mark, who's serving in the logistics. And he just brought everyone together so quickly with such precision. It was pretty impressive. I mean, the whole thing was, is quite phenomenal. The whole Ironman challenge itself leaves most of us completely breathless just even thinking about it. But, you know, to have done that huge swim followed then by this monster cycle event. And cycling really is where you have scored so well, isn't it, it really, over the past 12 months? Yeah, I think it's the one that you can make the biggest gain really in. Um, my running has also improved quite a lot too, but um, I think that's just from being full-time, really committing the time to the training. Swimming is such a skill event that it's, it's much harder to make big improvements, but this swim at the weekend, for example, was a minute quicker than I've ever done before, which sounds very little, but it was that's a good that's a good swim for me. Um, and yeah, the, the cycling, I'm now... I'm now going into these races like the World Champs in St George and saying I can ride or try and ride with the best there are. So it's it's really quite exciting. Now, George, you were worried that Kat was going to be competing at that Army Spimp Triathlon. She wasn't. No, she wasn't. No. <laughs> she was just there to um, to, to, to fire to the start gun. but Blow, like blow I say, the horn and give out the medals <laughs> at the end. Um, but yeah, I understandably probably didn't want to compete after a, a sub-eight-hour Ironman triathlon. But, the, um, the encouraging thing about Kat is that she did go into triathlon really, really late. Her background yeah. is ho- hockey. In fact, one of her old hockey teammates will be playing in the cricket on on Thursday, Amanda Potgeiter, and she said, have you been seeing what Cat Matthews has been up to? And we said, yes, yes. It's amazing, isn't it? So you, you can break into another sport later on in life and then achieve you know, some astronomical performances in the way that Cat has. And also, just to sort of um, bang on some more about Cat Matthews, but I went to, um, there was a Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge Selection Day. Um, there's a, a women's team, Force Atlantic team, are doing want to do a four-person four military women's team for the 2024 event. And I went down to see the Selection Day last week at Sandhurst. And they were, all the candidates had to come up with three minutes on someone that inspired them. And one of the girls was at school with Cat Matthews. And she said that's that was her inspiration and honestly I felt like I had goosebumps when they were talking about I mean believe me these three minute chats were all brilliant the inspirational but when they talked about Kat I learned you know more about what she was like at school as well and stuff like that but I I felt like she was a celebrity because all these people within the military are seeing what's capable and these girls who are wanting to go on an Atlantic row may well take up something like triathlon um, just because they're, they're sort of like-minded. But um, moving on, um, just to say that the 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 event, the Army Spin Triathlon, the men's event was won by Lieutenant Colonel Chris Stewart. Apart Is he from still going? Course. He's still going. Um, and Captain Rosie Wilde, of course, with oh, yeah, women, she's very good. Uh, first in the, the women's. Um, Carl Dixon was at the Inter-Services Ice Hockey and the whole team's been out this week. So Carl Dixon... John Knighton, you and myself, we've all left the house. Um, the British Army Blades won the 2022 championship with a 6-0 win over the defending championships champions, the RF Aces. They'd already beaten the Royal Navy Destroyers earlier in the week. Here's victorious Army Captain Alex Naylor. Yeah, it's uh, back where it belongs, definitely. We've had a long pause due to pandemic and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's back where it belongs now and that's where it'll stay. Seems to have been a pretty perfect week for the Army, a win over the Navy and tonight comprehensive is probably the only word to think of yeah we've got a lot of new skaters uh, a lot of new guys uh, joining the army um, a lot of them played hockey previously as a, as a kid 
Um, so it's, it's looking well. We're a well-drilled team now, and it uh, shows on the ice. Now, Jules, you were in Aldershot uh, for the Army individuals um, in boxing. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, well, it's the first time that that tournament has been held post-pandemic. And traditionally, it is a chance for up-and-coming athletes to show off their skills in the ring. So you have them broken down into two categories. Category A, I think, is for those boxers who've had up to 10 fights. And category B, uh, I think it's from 10 to, I think, 17 or something like that, an odd number. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. And one of those who did enjoy success was Danielle Mullen. And she's a fusilier who serves with two Scots. And she claimed a split decision over Lance Corporal Nicole Hutchins. And after her victory, she said that she is keen to progress with her sport. Um, I was pretty nervous, didn't really know what to expect. We didn't get much kind of training before it, just due to being at work. Um, I'm just happy to be down, happy to be an opponent. You must be really pleased with the way that you perhaps blew away a few cobwebs coming into this? Um, yeah, it was good. It was good to be back at it after a while off, after the regimental show. So no, it's just good to be back down. It comes, your win comes after Meg Reid from the Army boxing team. It's just been announced as part of the Scotland Commonwealth Games team. So when you see somebody from the Army getting that sort of success, and of course Karis Artingstall as well, does that give you the confidence to keep pursuing your fighting? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic for boxing alone in the Army, but just for female boxing as well, it just gives you that kind of get up and go to know you can actually do it if you want to do it. Yeah. Now, boxing is obviously a sport that the military excel and love. Um, so... Good luck to Danielle on her future endeavours. But like you say, she was inspired by the likes of Karis Artingstall, who, of course, won bronze in the Summer Olympics last year. In the Paralympics, one of the Armed Forces stars was Jacko Van Gass. The South African-born ex-British soldier picked up his MBE last week at Windsor Castle and he spoke to our Forces News colleague, Rosie Layden. I'm immensely proud. I mean, I'm, I'm a prodigy from the London Olympic and Paralympic Games. I sat in those stands... Um, watching those athletes compete to this amazing level and I was inspired um, and I wanted to become a Paralympian and that was my kind of goal and my task. I, I attempted to get selected for Rio, sadly that wasn't to be um, and I had to find a way to kind of just find the motivation again, dig deep, uh, which I did. Um, they, I had to change a lot of things around but finally I found the right kind of formula that works for me and yeah, I've been selected for, for Tokyo and, and come away with amazing achievements. Who doesn't love the flight path into Heathrow <laughs> Airport, is it? As you, as, you do the, as you do the tour of Windsor Castle from above. I don't know that we've had a week on this show where we haven't had an interview that's had some kind of aircraft in the background. Well, everyone which loves I suppose a, keeps yeah. with the theme, doesn't it? Keeps everyone with the theme loves of... a flyby, but... <laughs> Just some, a little bit of news from Rugby Union, even though the season is nearly over. Um, Army women were out in France playing the French Navy this weekend and they came away with a 34-22 win. And I don't know if you've heard of um, Marine Kane Terborg before, Jules, a Royal Navy Sevens player who's been selected for Wales. Good performance. Yeah, well yeah. done. Well done to the Army women. Uh, well done to Kane. And well done as well to Beth Ann Dainton, course, who is now yes. a double double capped double player, code double coded capped player <laughs> uh, she ran out for wales women against england women in the rugby league international over the weekend uh, victory for england in that game which also featured fern davis of course used to be in the army uh, but of course was a commonwealth games netball player uh, but now she's taken up rugby league it's interesting because um, Ros Brown, who we're going to hear from in a minute, says that some people come into into sport and they're just naturally talented and they can put their 
their gifts to anything and people you look at people like Fern Davis and even Bethan to a to a certain extent you know they they're just golden touches whichever sport they play because mm. Fern's only been playing rugby league for a, a a year. under a year Season. yeah yeah so um to already be selected for Wales is incredible um so yeah good luck to them and obviously rugby league is is huge this year as we go into a world cup later in 2022 forces Thank you for listening. I'm Kath Brazier and I'm here with Julian Evans. Now, for the first time ever, Lords have invited a military women's team to play on the main pitch at the home of cricket. The UK Armed Forces ladies will take on an MCC 11 when the Inter-Services T20 returns to the ground this week. The game will be sandwiched between the two remaining IST 20 men's fixtures and the UCAF team manager, Ros Brown, plus a couple of standout Armed Forces players, Lou Worsfold and Mel Vaggers, spoke to Jules about the privilege and significance of this event. First, we hear from Ros. It's such an honour um, for us to be um, invited to play on the main ground. As you as you know, we, we played on the nursery ground a few years ago. Um, but f- for us to be able to um, showcase uh, women's forces cricket um, against uh, MCC at Lords, you, you you just can't you can't you know compare it. You've been around the women's cricket scene at forces level for a number of years. So where would you slot the standard then? Because there are some quality players here, and perhaps those that have only picked up a bat and a ball since they joined the military. Yeah, so we have, um, I think at the moment, our UK Armed Forces team is really, really strong. It's probably the strongest we've had. And as you said, I've been sort of in charge for, you know, manager for quite a few years um, now. So it's been really pleasing to see that development through um, throughout the UK Armed Forces, but also throughout the single services as well. Um, so what's really nice this year is, you know, the, the Army have got a development team now on the women's side, which again is bringing in new talent which then will feed through to an even better UK Armed Forces team. The Army have worked extremely hard in building that foundation for what they hope will be success. So when you do get those players in and you try and mould them into cricketers, how long does it take and and what sort of opportunities are there for them? So really good question because a lot of them haven't necessarily played cricket before so we do get quite a few girls that are coming over from different sports. To be honest, some people have natural talent and you know it's just great when you see someone come along pick up the bat uh, for the first time and you know they just get it and then we give them hopefully the opportunity to improve and you know fall in love with the game that we all love. I feel that there is a buzz about women's cricket at the moment particularly in this country with the Charlotte Edwards Cup and and what happened in the hundred last year for women as well do you find that there are more youngsters coming through now? I think you're right. Um, I think there is a buzz about women's cricket and women's sport on the whole, actually. So it's really great to see, especially younger girls, sort of wanting to play sport. And then, you know, the fact that we're playing at Lords, especially in the armed forces, is something that you can aspire to. And if you've seen it, you you can say that it's possible. So it's always that. It's always that. You know, if you can see it, you can do it. England winning the World Cup there a few years ago helped. Okay, they didn't win it this time around, but it's another way of, of showcasing the sport to, to young women growing up. Yeah, definitely. It's, 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 it's exactly those role models, and it's nice for um, girls joining now to have female role models rather than male mo- role models, which we potentially only had in the past. So it's great that, you know, Charlotte Edwards, your Sarah Taylors, etc., are the names that people, you know, are, are quoting as their sort of cricketing heroes. 
and the joy of this fixture for UK Armed Forces women is another place to showcase sport. We saw, you know, for the first time in rugby union, the Army and the Navy women's match was held at the home of English rugby. So, so now's a chance for cricket to do the same. Exactly. It's, um, it's sort of levelling up that, that playing field, really, literally. Um, and the fact that, you know, we're now going to be playing at the home of cricket is absolutely fantastic fantastic for the whole team well they haven't quite yeah I was going to say they haven't quite levelled up the the pitch at Lords it's still got that slope on it but they have done some additional work to it so you know for your players to head out there onto that famous pitch keeping those nerves in check what will you be saying to them do you know what just go out and enjoy it it is a hopefully not a once in a lifetime opportunity hopefully this is you know put steps forward for us to play there again in the future but basically at the end of the day go out there enjoy it it's the game that you love and you know and you know don't get over overwhelmed by the occasion at the end of the day it's a game of cricket and just enjoy that game it means everything. It means recognition. It means understanding. It means acceptance. Um, I mean, sport is for all. And, you know, quite frankly, why shouldn't women play at the home of cricket? You want to go out there and put on a good display. And that, I suppose that all comes down to, to what the opposition are going to put in front of you. So you've played the MCC before. It's an invitational team. What are you expecting this time around? Uh, like every time we play the MCC, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be hard. Uh, they're going to be competitive. They're going to want to win just as much as we do. Um, but most of all, we need to enjoy it. We need to enjoy the moment, but not get wrapped up in the moment and let that overtake how we perform. This is history in the making here. This is the first time the UK Armed Forces women have been invited to play on that main pitch. So, you know, when that rumour became confirmed that you were going to play there what was everyone's thoughts everyone was just so excited so elated that we're going to get this opportunity and get that recognition and and that um, and that opportunity you bowl a bit you bat a bit so what can we expect from you on the day just everything Sharon's going to give it everything Um, you know I'm just going to do my best uh, for the team you know individual scores and performances don't you know they they're not my priority if I but if I get good results as I've have in the past then teams have generally won so I'm going to try and achieve the best I can but for the team I just wonder then I know you've scored fantastic runs for the Royal Navy led them on the pitch to success at inter-services level what are you hoping for from this fixture where does it slot in to your cricketing highlights reel um, it literally has to be up there. I've played at the Oval, I've played at the County Ground down in Taunton, but playing at the home of cricket is, is out, you know, it's just, it's just phenomenal. Uh, it's massive. Uh, I think you just have to focus on what you're out there to do. We, you know, we're, we've got a, a role to, to play, we've got a game to play, uh, and I think you have to take it all in before you step on that pitch, and as soon as you step on the pitch, you focus on the game, uh, and, and we get on with what we need to do. So. Of course, you'll have played there with, with the MCC. So what are you expecting the MCC in terms of opposition to put out and face you at Lords? Well, MCC can be a, a, mixed, a mixed bag, really. Um, there's a variety of different players from county standard to ex-England players uh, to, to local club players. Um, so I'm hope, we're hoping for a strong team to make it a really good fixture uh, so that we can play some, some, some good cricket and, they, and, 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 and put on kind of a, a show, really, to show what women's cricket and services is all about. Well, it's a day to show off what Forces Cricket is all about, men's and women's. So your fixture slots in quite nicely in between the two men's games. What are you hoping for from this game? I 
think I'm hoping for people to just acknowledge that female cricket has come a really long way in the services uh, and that the standard is, is rising and, and it continues to rise. Uh, I think the Army is leading the way in that standard uh, but the RAF and Navy are, are close behind which, which poses really good in services cricket uh, later on in the season. So I think just some, some good cricket all round would be, would be great. Because of the amount of hours that are needed to, to hone those cricketing skills, is it possible, do you think, that perhaps somebody from women's cricket can, can move up the, the ladder in Civvy Street? Oh, it's so, so accessible these days. You know, youngsters are playing at schools, at clubs, they're playing with the boys. Uh, it, there's, there's different formats of the game. And because it's on TV all the time with the, with the 100, I, I think women's cricket is it's just growing in popularity um, and it's accessible to all. So, yeah, absolutely. Would you like to see a service woman? I know we've had representation at minor county level, but could you see them perhaps going on even further? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to juggle, isn't it, a military career and a, and a sporting career. Um, there's no reason why we, we couldn't if we, if we got someone in with, with that amount of talent. Uh, but, but fingers crossed we do. It would be lovely. Um, but, you know, I think to, 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 we're playing better sides each year. Our cricket is, is improving as, as throughout each season. Um, so the, the fact that we get these girls released to go and play cricket from their chain of command is, is a bonus. You know, you've, you've tried it, you've had it, had a go at it, leaving those changing rooms, walking out through the long room. I want to know what the emotions are like going through a, a bats, bats person's head as they head out to, to ha perhaps play the innings of their life. There's a little bit of excitement, especially the long room uh, as you walk through, and then and then obviously the nerves kick in as you step onto the ground. So it's just it's just about remaining focused on on the job at hand, keeping calm, and and just just enjoying it as well. As a player that's been around a while, do you like the pressure of, of others coming up to you and saying, "Look, you know, what should I do here? What can I expect?" Yeah, I mean, I've always had senior players that I can go to uh, and, and ask for advice. You know, Amanda Potgaiter being you know, one of my role models that I've, I've played alongside for the past 15 years. So I think if I can give that back to some youngsters and encourage them to keep playing and improve uh, and, and kind of put their nerves at ease on the day, that you know, I'd, I'd happily do that. It's amazing to think that you two have been around for 15 years, not just Lynn seeding the bat, but yourselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're the old timers. Uh, we're still we're still making the team, which is really good, uh, and we're still you know uh, putting up a good fight each each time when there's selection. So um, yes, it's great to be involved. And fingers crossed, we both get selected for for the game. Are you encouraged with the talent that's coming through, not just from the army, but the other two services as well? Does it give you hope for future inter-services tournaments that they will be a, you know, a three-way competition? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. Like uh, we're, we're hoping. Um, I think the, the talent coming through the army system is great. We've, we've now introduced core cricket uh, in the winter and, and also through that summer. So we're we are identifying our talents, uh, and the RAF are, are closely, you know, are following as well. So it'd be good to the navy to start bringing through some talent as well and that'll just increase the standard throughout uh, and make the services far, you know, far more enjoyable. I feel like Mel Vaggers and the names that names like Amanda Potgeiser, Jules, I mean, I feel like she retired from mm. cricket. Didn't she leave the army and come back in and um She did I mean she, names like that, she's been she, she's been around forever. She, she had a brief spell out of the military and then rejoined the reserves. She's played minor county level yeah. at Berkshire. Really, really talented player. Very good, very mm. good. Yeah, obviously still a driving force in, in military cricket. So it'd be good to catch up with those ladies on Thursday. So a reminder, of course, that our live stream will kick off at 9.50 in the morning before the first game starts at 10 o'clock. Um, the women's match kicks off at 13.15, 1.15 in the afternoon. And the final men's match will be at 4.30. And if you can um, be lovely, if you could dip in and out of that live coverage throughout the day, um, 
from Lords. Um, but it's, even better, it's, of course, if you could dip into the uh, into the place itself. It's one of those sports that I think would be really tricky for a service athlete to go on and yeah and play at a high level. I know Graham Sessford. Graham Sessford mm. was the last player to do so from from the Royal Air Force at a, at a major county with Worcestershire and, and an injury held him back really from going on and making a real career of it. But um, it's great when you do get those talented players, it just raises everything that much more. And of course, if you're playing with them or against them, you have to raise your game as well. So Yeah, it's um, it's such a full-time sport, isn't it, cricket? Because it because it's such a lengthy game as well, it's not a matter of, well, I suppose with T20, it's about three hours. But, you know, if you look at four-day tests, five-day tests, it's mm. it's a massive commitment. And, you know, most successful cricketers, if they go on to represent at a high level, are away for nine months of the year. So um, well, the, the very touring difficult ele- to do with the military career. Well, I was going to say the touring element is probably the easiest part for the military because <laughs> you're used to <laughs> being away at some point. That's true. Well, talking about cricket, my highlight of the uh, three Ooh, days of yeah. test was Daryl Mitch's six that went into Susan's pint of cider. Was it Susan? <laughs> Susan. Oh, did she get cash back? She, did, she didn't just get a cash back. She got two pints of beers bought for her. Well, did she get splash back? Cider. She definitely got splash back. The yeah. question I have for Susan is why wasn't she watching the game? Because that did was it a wake massive her up? six. Did it, it nearly wake her hit up? her in the head. Why, it was good. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen anything like that before? No, but my best mate Tiff, who you who is known to you, Jules, still mm. has dreams, and she's over 40, she still Please. has dreams of catching a ball one-handed at Lords. She's well, convinced she's going to do it one day, because she's dreamt about it for 40 years. You never years. know. And did you see in the golf as well, uh, uh, I forget which <laughs> tournament this was, but somebody got hit on the head <laughs> by a golf ball. Sparko. That happened earlier in one of... Uh, yeah, I mean, mm. it's, it's not really surprising, is it? Small ball, big, big sky. Four... <laughs> A lot of um, well, I mean, well, I don't know if we want to talk about golf. I don't know what your feelings are on of the on this live golf, um, which has taken over the headlines for the last couple of weeks. Rory McIlroy, who has just won the Canadian Open, said that um, people are just doing it for boatloads of cash, and I think he's right. And I just wish that they'd admit to that rather than trying to pretend that it's for something else other than the fact they're going to win millions of squid. Uh, I, I, it's difficult to see past that, isn't it? Yeah, um, very And difficult. if someone's going to offer you a lot of money to do something that you love doing, chances are you might well do it. But my other question That's is... That's why we do this programme, isn't right. it? <laughs> for, the, for the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Rugby Union, the Premiership semi-finals were um, at the weekend. Were you surprised by I mean, Quinns no. and, and Saints losing out? No, not at all. No, Leicester yeah. deserved to be in the playoff mm. final because they effectively won the won the league you know they they finished on top and saracens are an unstoppable machine only relegated last time because of financial yeah. irregularities nothing to do with their playing staff so not surprised at all sad news from the world of rugby union as well the passing of phil, phil bennett bennett yes no what Gosh. are your memories of him because i have to say i don't bit, have that many i'm the, no <laughs> i'm a, one of those famous welsh do you remember the the jugs that used to be made in, in wales <laughs> Just remember his face being on a jug. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to say that I'm I'm too young. But if yeah. you check out YouTube, you can see the role that he played in arguably the greatest try of all time, finished right. off by Gareth Edwards in that game for the Barbarians against the All Blacks. Brilliant, just brilliant, was the commentary, and they were you, right. You should be a commentator, Jules. One day. People are pushing for it, you know. They want to hear more of your voices on the radio. Say people, you're, you're the person. <laughs> uh, tennis Just tennis me. is gearing up. Has, has Andy Murray done uh, a, bit of, a bit of mischief? Yeah. 
Raducanu also injured. She retired from the Nottingham Open. But good news from the Nottingham Open, of course, is that um, Dan Evans won his second title, second Nottingham Open title, that is. So um, he's on the up ahead of Wimbledon. Um, but uh, I don't know if you watched any of the football duels. It's pretty uninspiring stuff at the moment from all teams, all home nation teams. It, it came and it went. It mm. came and it went in our household. But plenty to look forward to if you're a fan of forces sport this week. Yeah, what's coming up, Kath? What's if coming you, up? If you hadn't guessed, we are um, going to be broadcasting live from Lords on Thursday. Of course, the home of cricket is the annual IST20 in-services T20 from Lords. A little bit different this year, as we've already explained. Um, the men's matches, there's only going to be two of them on Thursday. And Jules, you're going to go to the first of those tomorrow, which is, um, sorry, Tuesday, which is the RAF versus the Royal Navy. Um, just explain a little bit why why that's happened because they can't fit four matches on the same day at Lords on on Thursday that's right isn't it you've explained it I've explained it um so that gets underway like I said live coverage starts at 9 50 in the morning it's the Navy football final this Wednesday evening between Collingwood and Coldrose that's being held at Havant and Waterlooville and John Knighton will be there to cover that one for you and Jules will also be in order shot to cover the inter-services volleyball are we well, feeling ho- confident hopefully hopefully we'll cover that there's a lot going on this week so we'll hopefully see how you'll that... be an order shot hopefully, Ho- we'll, hopefully <laughs> we'll get some volleyball in but there's a lot going on absolutely look there are plenty of ways for you to revisit all the forces sport podcasts at bfbs.com slash podcast or on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you'd like to see and hear more from our amazing range of military athletes have a look back at all the chats with our guests on bfbs the bfbs sports show youtube channel there's also our website forces.net and keep an eye on bfbs sport and forces news across twitter instagram and facebook just so you don't miss a minute jules don't you remember our email if people want to email in you can do at forces sport at bfbs.com all feedback is welcome thank you for listening have a great sporting week we'll see you soon Forces Sport.